This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Dodge Ram Hotline, we bring in super friend of the show, Brian Anderson, and he is uh, hanging out on the line. Hi, BA, how are you? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm fantastic. I, I'm getting ready to settle in shortly for a uh, a full afternoon and evening of baseball, starting with those Guardians against the Yankees. Can't wait. All right, what what were your first thoughts when yesterday's game got rained out? Advantage you having to play four games, and if if you can stretch it out to a five game series, you'd have to play four days in a row. Just I'm I'm curious your thoughts on on when it got rained out and who that meant more for. You know what? I, to be honest with you, I thought about that, and, and it was hard for me to come up with, you know, an advantage for anybody. I, I think it disadvantages both teams. I mean, it forces you um, to have to either go to a true bullpen day uh, during one of these games, or you're going to be forced to use your fourth starter. Uh, and so, you know, for, for the Guardians, is that Plesak or Savali? Uh, for, you know, the Yankees, of course, they've got uh, Jameson Tyon that they'd be able to turn it to. Uh, but the bottom line is the bullpens uh, at the end of the day are going to be – they're going to be worked. They're going to be worked pretty hard because you've got to – you know, you've got the four straight games. So that puts a lot of pressure on that bullpen. Like we talked, uh, you know, last week, I, I really love this Guardians pen. So I, I think at the end of the day it, it, it might be even a little bit deeper than the Yankees, so maybe that's a slight edge uh, because they're going to be used. But, but again, I don't think that either either manager was sitting back going, okay, now we now we got him. I don't, I don't think that that was the thought of either Aaron Boone or uh, Terry Francona. I mean, you probably could argue the best reliever in the series is Emmanuel Classe, and I, I think that the four days in a row, and I'm just curious your thoughts on this, that it probably takes one of the bullets away from Terry Francona if he wanted to go to a four or five out closer situation with him, right? I don't know. Would you run him out there four days? I, you know, if your season's on the line, why wouldn't you run him out there four days in a row? But I'm just curious. You're th- I, like the person that might impact the most is him. Yeah, and you know what? You wouldn't want to do that. I, I think at the end of the day, when you get to postseason baseball and things have changed, you know, with load management and all of that stuff that we see in all the different sports, really. Um, so that that definitely could potentially come into play. But I think once you get to postseason baseball. 
if a guy says he can go, then you got to trust him and you got to go. You know, you, you, you can't just lean back on, well, you know, he threw 30 pitches, you know, and all of that stuff. And, and I think that at the end of the day, this time of year, you don't do that. You, you go with – now, you may set things up before the game, but at the end of the day, if a guy walks into the manager's office and says, hey, I'm available, I feel good, and I want to be out there, then you have to honor that and you have to go with that. So I think that's the way that it should be done. Four days in a row, that's an awful lot. Let's hope you know, it doesn't come to that. Uh, but but that, would be, uh, that would be a workload that we haven't seen too many relievers make uh, anytime soon because that just would never, never be allowed during the regular season. So uh, we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. B.A., be honest with me. Your arm could be falling off. And if someone said, here, just take this scotch tape and put your arm back on, you would say yes if the, if the manager walked up to you and said, B.A., you got it today? He'd be like, Coach, anything for you. No, B.A. smarter than that. He would look at the guy and go, do you have any masking? Uh, I, yeah, duct tape. I think you'd go duct tape. Hey, listen, yeah. I, well, hey, there were times, uh, there's no question that that's, but not everybody is, is built like that. You know, that there are guys, that, and because of this era of load management, it has been drilled into these players' heads that you need to take a day. You need to, uh, you know, go to the sleep room or the sleep pod and, and get some extra rest. You need to, to, to have just a me day. I mean, th- this is all part of the game now, whether you like it or not. Uh, and so that seems how that's how you've come up through a system. It, it could be very well be like, hey, look, I, I mean, I, I can't, I need a day. I can't go today. You know, I, it's all the individual player and what drives them. And, you know, and, but that, that old school style of, hey, put some masking tape on it and get out there and play as much as we'd all like that to still be part of the game. In a lot of ways, they're trying to push it out of the game. So that's not the, you know, they want to manage everything. And that's where I think at the end of the day, much bigger picture, when you talk about analytics and metrics, I think that they are very uh, helpful. There's no question about it. There's a lot of good that comes from the numbers and knowing different things. However, I think that in some cases the pendulum has swung so far to analytics and metrics that the human element is being taken out of the game. It's just being taken out of the game, and it really ruins the nuance of the game and, and the flow of the game and the rhythm of the game, and it becomes just a giant computer program. They, they, they treat players sometimes as if they're robots and, and not, not human beings. So I think that there's a marriage somewhere between all the analytics and metrics, but at the same time, being able to have some eyeballs, some eyeballs back up what those numbers say and the, the human element in, involved in it too, because I think too often that gets, that gets pushed, uh, you know, pushed to the, to the, you know, to the back. Brian Anderson, former Indians pitcher, current Rays color analyst, joining us on the Thompson Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline to your analytic point. The analytical thought that's been flying all over the place has been ball, go far team, go far. And Now, all of a sudden, we are this Guardians team through your series against the Rays, and now one game into this Yankees series is having a hard time making contact. Do you buy into that idea that ball go far, team go far, because of how good the pitching is in the playoffs? No, I don't buy into that at all. I I think that, again, there needs to be a mix. I have long said that you can slug your way through the playoffs, but you're not going to slug your way through the playoffs because the pitching staff just become too good. Now, again, all the runs scored in that guardians race series were off the home run, ironically enough, two teams that weren't really built on the home run during the regular season. However, it was, what, four or five total runs for the series. I mean, a, a, a two-to-one game and a, 
Yeah, one to nothing game. So it was you're just a couple of runs. So you have to have a mix. Certainly you need some guys in your lineup that there is the threat of the long ball and the threat of the long ball at any time. You, you need to have a couple of those guys, but you also need some pests. You need some Stephen Kwans. You need some guys that, that put the ball in play and can situationally hit, hit behind a runner, have a productive out, can run the bases. That's the other thing. You've got to have speed. Guardians have that. You've got to have you, the most well-rounded teams. You think about the Houston Astros uh, are teams that can beat you in a variety of different ways. They can beat you with the long ball. They can beat you with speed on the base pass, stealing a bag, going from first to third, taking the extra base. They play good defense. They have good athletes on the field. They got outstanding starting pitching, and they can close it out with a strong bullpen. Those teams, listen, it's tough to build that kind of team, but that's what you have to gear towards. You can't be all one or all the other. There has to be a mix. And so ball go far, team go far. Yeah, I guess in theory that sounds good, but you're going to need in tight games later in the playoffs, you're going to need to find other ways to score runs, not just a long ball. I, this might seem really silly, and people might go, well, this is a dumb question, but I, I don't care. Would you rather pitch at Yankee Stadium during the day or at night? Oh, um, <laughs> I guess if, uh, that's a really interesting question. I, I mean, I guess I like day games. I, I, I like to roll out of bed and get my work done. Right. So I, I wouldn't mind pitching there during the day. I guess if you in, – in the, well, I shouldn't say in theory. In reality, the later the game goes, the more frothy those fans are going to be. If That's you know what, what I mean. was thinking too. They're yeah, yeah they're going to have a lot of lead-up time to, uh, to the game on a, on a Friday, uh, no less. So I, I guess rolling out of bed, going there, and getting a win during the day w- would be the best. And then you can go and enjoy a nice dinner tonight uh, – uh, on the town. Or is, actually, you know what? No, they'll be flying back to. to yeah, they'll come. They'll come back after. They get a dinner at home tonight. That's even even better. Not, yeah. not that long of a flight. Get in and, and hit the grill eight nine o'clock. Is there something about pitching in New York? Whether it was the old stadium or you know you've been there enough with the new stadium, with Tampa. I mean, is there something? Is there truly a mystique in Ora? I, like, and how do you beat that? Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll say this: there is a mystique to Yankee Stadium if you allow it to be. If you allow that into your mind, yes, then it will become something. Other than that, it's another field, it's another team. I mean, I don't want to have to go all Hoosiers on you, but do you have to go out there and, 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 and put the you know, 90 feet baseline, 60 feet, 6 inches from the pitcher's mound to, to home plate? I mean, th- those are the things that, that uh, you, you shouldn't have to do. But I, I think in anything, if you allow that to become a thought, it's going to manifest itself as a thought, and it's going to take root and take hold. If you just go in there and say, hey, look, we're, we're playing a team who we feel like we match up pretty good against. Who cares about this dopey stadium and these fans? It's like everywhere else. It gets loud everywhere in the postseason. And so let's just go out and play ball. You handle it that way, you've got a fighting chance. You walk in there with the, oh, my gosh, and look who played here back in the day. Forget it. The series is probably already over. Tristan McKenzie will take the ball for the Guardians for uh, game three on Saturday. As a guy who has towed the rubber in a World Series game at a very young part of his career, what advice would you give Tristan? Yeah, be yourself. I'll tell you, I was so impressed with him that start against the Rays. Uh, you know, I, I, I really thought, i I'll be honest with you, I really thought because of how young he is, and I know he had a tremendous season and made a lot of strides this year, 
but I thought because of his age and not having pitched in the game of that magnitude up to that point of his career, I did not think that he was going to come out of that game unscathed. I thought the Rays were going to get him. I thought that was the game that the Rays offense was going to start to come alive. Also knew that he was going to follow the same game plan as Shane Bieber and, and try to get these Rays hitters who were way over-aggressive uh, to try to chase out of the zone, especially with, the, with his two breaking balls, the slider and the, and the curveball. So you knew that he was going to have a solid game plan. I quite honestly did not think he would be able to execute. And boy, did he prove me wrong. He went out there and shoved, and it was impressive to watch. And I think that that has obviously given him a ton of confidence. Like, I've done this. I've done this in the postseason. In a, in a big game. Now, granted, it was at home, but that, that doesn't matter. It's still a big game with loud fans, and he went out and performed masterfully. So that's it. You just you get the game plan and just go execute it. You're, you're going to have a really good idea of how to attack these hitters. It's just up to you to go and do it. And you've already done it once, and I think that gives him a lot of confidence going into his next start. All right, last uh, big question because it was a it was a little bit of an effect of the Browns game on Sunday. The midges are back. The New York media is talking about it like crazy. I don't know. You tell me. Midge is a big deal or not a big deal? You've been out on the hill here before. You get it. Yeah. Well, no. I, I mean, listen. That was when I got my start in TV. That, we were we were covering the the postseason. Oh, I remember. I, was, I remember watching yeah. the game. Yes, I remember that. Yes. In 2007, you know, Rick Manning and I, and we, we would hang out at the, at the, at the field and, and watch the game and then, and then hustle back to the studio to, to do the show. That was kind of a, a real thing because, you, you, you know, you had all the, the – they're just stuck all over his neck, all over his face, and it became obviously a, a huge story. So, I mean, if they're like that, they, they, can, they can certainly affect, you know, guys. But, but in the meantime, hopefully between 07 and 22 – they have uh, found some sort of spray that would, would potentially keep them away. But, yeah, that, that's just – listen, in this day and age of 24-hour-a-day news and social media and everybody has to have a take and everybody has to have something to talk about, it's just another topic. Who cares? It'll be, everybody will be fine. You know, that's a great point. That's why we're going to bring in a weather guy next segment to talk about it. You're the best, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boys. Appreciate it. All right, All we right. didn't even talk Browns today. That's that kind of sucks. Oh, we'll be we'll be blowing up the text chain the next three days. Yeah, that's we for will. Certain. All right, we'll see you on the on, on our on our personal text chain. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate see you, buddy. you. Yeah, listen. Hey, no, thanks for having me, and be thankful we didn't talk Browns because my takes were not going to be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as long as you can tackle, we'll talk to you again next Friday. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Goodbye. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.